This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First and only Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover for Saturday, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Right? June the 1. Here's how it works. Every Saturday from 1130 to 12:30 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics, and we do it with you nerds live. You can call us at 402 402- 819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't call in live, feel free to leave us a message. Or if you keep trying to call in live and you keep getting the voice message, leave us a message. We'll play it. We will. Totally. It's going to be great. Except for Ketnerd, who called at 1225 last week and we missed it. Yeah, well, you know. Sorry, buddy. Figure it out, pal. Sorry, right. buddy. If you can't do any of that, you can send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com before we get started. This is the part where Joe Patrick resets the question of the week. This week's question comes from Carl Smith via the THN Facebook fan page, and I bet the guy doesn't even call in. Son of a... My mind is blown to discover that Dead Souls was made by the same creators as Armored Core and Tenchu, two games in my top ten console memories. Do you have any examples like that where you discovered that two or more elements of your fandom were connected? They don't have to be video games. No, it could be anything. But, yeah, so, uh, for example, Chris, I, uh, pulling a name out of my butt, Crystal Scage, who wrote some great comics, also screen wrote this movie I really like. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. Don't touch it because it came out of Joe's butt. Ah! All right, the phone is ringing. Let's go. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Tweedly deedly deed. Good morning, gentlemen. David Robbins calling. David, good morning, David. Rockin' Robbins. How are we today, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're kicking ass. You know, we're a little hemp. I'm a little heft up on a cold brew at the moment, so uh, things no, are nothing wrong with that. Coming out of my mouth pretty fast. <laughs> uh, I would like to call and wish you guys a happy International Tabletop Day. Oh, oh is it, all right. Is it International Tabletop Gaming Day? Yes, it is. Shit, man. We should have played the X-Men game today. We're playing it next week. Show them the X-Men game. Somebody donated us an X-Men game that is un- undoubtedly super shitty. And uh, <laughs> X-Men no, alert adventure game. There's no way that it's fun. And to make sure that you bought it, flip it over. They loaded it full of these crappy miniatures to it's make up for the fact billion, that the game sucks. <laughs> it's got a billion figurines. But we're going to get together with occasional uh, guest host Dave DeMarco and uh, Willie Toots, and we are going to play through the X-Men alert. We're going to do like a real play thing for a Patreon. We'll just say that it's for international board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. What are you playing today? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm in about uh, two and a half hours. I got about a dozen people coming over uh, for about the third or fourth year in a row. Um, I set up three different stations at the table at the, the house, and uh, last year we had about 15 people and about 15 games played overall over the course of the day. That is so cool. You guys are getting it on. Yeah. Man, that sounds awesome. Don't make it sound gross. So I didn't mean like you, so, you took it to a gross yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had some, uh, I think last year we played some Seven Wonders, some Lords of Vegas, 
photosynthesis, a uh, bunch of uh, pretty awesome board games. I don't know what any of those are. Dude, I have not played a modern board. I haven't played a new board game since Scatter Course. <laughs> okay. Uh, my recommendation, do you, do you ever do any uh, any uh, CCG card drafting? I'm exaggerating, of course, but the answer to that is also no. Yeah, I, I don't do that really either. No. Uh, I, did play, okay, well, I did play a game at Patrick's house. He invited us over one time. I think it was called Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. a thing? Okay. Yeah. Dominion's a thing. Okay, so that, Dominion is a deck-building game. Um, if you enjoyed that, I recommend uh, the what I refer to right now as the crack of uh, board gaming, for me anyway, and that's uh, Marvel Legendary. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome because you can pick and choose whatever expansions you want, but everybody starts with the same shitty deck of shield agents and shield troopers, and you draft uh, or you, you uh, make purchases of whatever heroes you loaded the deck with to try and uh, stop the mastermind from carrying out their scheme. That sounds kind of fun. And, yeah. And and the, the mastermind can change with however you set it up. The villains and henchmen they are employing change however you set it up. The scheme that they're trying to pull off from Unleash the Power of the Cosmic Cube to uh, in, uh, Save Spider Island to Dark Phoenix Saga to, uh, like, Subterranean Molan Invasion. All of this stuff is available through various expansions of the game, depending on what you want to pick and choose. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Oh, man. That, that does, does sound, sound kind of fun. Yeah, I remember so, when I was still at Legend, we the, those legendary games were, had been coming out for a while. Huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I don't pay any attention they're, they're to that bunch. I have to pay attention so to and then bad comics. The, so. the other game I recommend is Seven Wonders because it is one of the few board games I've seen that uh, you can have a table of seven or eight people playing all at the same time, and the entire game is about an hour. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what did I just play recently? It's, oh, Secret Hitler. That was a game I just played recently, where it's like... You, from, the, from the makers of Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, man. It, that game is so much fun, and it's fast. It's maybe an hour. You know, like You'd have to stretch it out to do an hour for each game, but it's like you're, there's one side is the Axis and one side is the, is the Allies, and before you start the game, everybody gets these cards, and one of you gets the Secret Hitler card, right? And then two other people get Fascist cards. And everybody closes their eyes, and you say, all right, two Fascists, open your eyes. And they open their eyes, and the Secret Hitler's eyes stay closed, and then you go, Secret Hitler, give a thumbs up. And he gives a thumbs up. So the two fascists know who Hitler is. Hitler does not know who the fascists are. And the allies are trying to figure out who are the fascists and figure out who Hitler is so they can kill Hitler before he <laughs> takes over. It is so much fun. And nobody trusts anybody. It immediately breaks down. Like, that sounds something like a fascist would say. You know? <laughs> it is so you much like fun. If, if you like that, I also recommend the resistance. Uh, five to ten, uh, five to ten players. Um, it's it's very similar to that. There are spies, and there are uh, uh, there's there's spies, and there's the alliance, and the spies are trying to destabilize enough that uh, they can overthrow the the alliance, and and uh, the spies know who each other is, but everybody else doesn't. So it's God, trying to put so people on fun. missions and. But yeah, they're, 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 all of these social deduction games are kind of cool. Um, you know what? So we also, I, I recommend picking stuff up. We also played that Cthulhu game in your basement one oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of playing D&D that night. That took us like six hours. It was really long. <laughs> was, it, was it just called uh, Cthulhu or was it something else? Ar it Arkham was, Horror? It was Arkham, Arkham Horror. Horror. Yeah, because yeah. you had little brains yeah. for your sanity. If, yeah, if, it was Arkham Horror. If you want... If you want a lighter version of that, Elder Sign is fantastic. It's a very similar mechanic, but instead of moving around a giant map and, and carrying out you know goals and things, 
it's all dice rolling on your turn. Oh, nice. And there are oh, ways fun. there are ways to manipulate the dice to get them to get the rolls that you need to co- to complete the tasks to lock the, the elder back away with their elder signs that you need to complete the thing. So it's it's a very similar it's the similar setting obviously the Call of Cthulhu setting, but it's very much uh, a simplified, less time consuming uh, game. Maybe about an hour and a half uh, depending on that, and that can play about eight people as well very comfortably. David, do do us a favor. Post this stuff yeah. on the THN Facebook page, please, because I'm going to forget all this I, I will, instantly. I, I will see what I can do. I got uh, I got a show I'm in tech for tomorrow, and I got people coming over today, but I should be able to get. I to mean, the whenever. Next no, and it doesn't have to happen now, but you know, whenever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. So, um, while while we're here, uh, other nerd things. Good Omens dropped Thursday night. I need to start. I, I need to start immediately. Uh, I I turned on the first episode. After watching Swamp Thing, and I fell asleep, not because of the show, just because it had been quite a week and I was tired. Uh, I need to start over, but I enjoyed the few minutes that I saw. It's supposed to be great. I, David I have Tennant and Michael Sheen are and brilliant so far. I've watched the first one and a half so far, and I, it's I've not I don't have any familiarity with the book. I never read the book, um, mm. but it's the the show is delightful. David Tennant is amazing as always. Michael Sheen is great, and. All of the other people sprinkled in are really, really fun. Francis McDormand is the so voice I, of God. I, oh, really? Yeah, that's really <laughs> yeah, <great>. yeah. <laughs> she's doing a she's doing pretty good. John Hamm is in like, it. It's it's just it's delightful. It's Amazon Prime. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I'm definitely gonna watch that, David. I gotta open these phone lines up. Thank you for calling. Please post those uh, board games whenever you have a chance, and have a happy uh, board game day, huh? Internet tabletop Absolutely. gaming. Day. Internet tabletop gaming day. <laughs> Happy International Tabletop Day, nerds. Bye, buddy. All right. Tony. Uh, Whoa. Oh. Bam. I was going to ask Tony's question. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? It's your loyal love slave, JD Got a Catch. <laughs> hey. hey right. I, there's the, everybody's like, well, what's going on there? There's a delay because JD lives six months in the past in the neither world because he's dead. Don't tell him. Yes. He doesn't know. Well, shh. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> anyway, JD, what did you want to rap about today, man? Well, uh, I heard you guys you guys are still waiting to jump on good omens. Yeah. Uh, so I won't say a whole lot other than You can talk about your feelings. Uh, for, well, I've only seen the first episode and this is a show that I don't want to binge because I just want to savor every episode and just So you read the book. In it afterwards. It's so good. Uh, and as far as, uh, if any familiarities with the book so far, it's almost word for word. That's what I heard. Uh, Staley Lord Fungus. Really, really close. Staley Lord Fungus is like live tweeting, including pictures (laughs) of his television, which I love. (laughs) It reminds me of like back in the day where like vcrs weren't that great yet and i had like a polaroid and i'm like i'm taking a picture of this fucking voltron episode this rules (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very faithful from everything i've heard that's awesome yeah Yeah. i'm super excited but it's only six episodes i did see a picture the other day on 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 social media that kind of choked me up a little bit which was a it was a picture from the premiere of the show and uh there was a seat in the front row where neil had put terry's hat and scarf on the seat Oh yeah, that was cool. That's sweet. That was cool. Were they buddies? Did they but know each other? They wrote Good Omens together. Neil Gaiman and yeah. Terry Pratchett co-wrote Good Omens. Oh really? Yeah. I thought Terry Pratchett wrote it, and Neil Gaiman was bringing it to the screen. No, I didn't, no. Okay. They wrote they it together. Co-wrote. Okay. Yeah. So they were dating. But yeah, they were very close. Yep. Were yeah. they in love? Yeah, Did they kiss? 
Uh, maybe, but I don't know if they were in that kind of love. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Terry Pratchett. Terry yeah. Pratchett died uh, in 2015. Uh, That's right. From Alzheimer's. That's right. Uh, he's brilliant. He was a brilliant author, uh, and it's very sad. But that was a very cool thing. Uh, that picture. Yeah, and I and I and I, from what I understand from what Neil says, uh, getting good omens to the screen was one of the last things Terry asked him to do. Oh yeah. man, yeah, that's sweet. That's super sweet. So like so, they were they were close enough that like one of his final wishes was like, don't let them cannibalize my notes and put out <laughs> shit after I'm dead. Take my right. hard drives and run them over with a steamroller. Oh wow! <laughs> and Neil Gaiman was the guy that got Terry Pratchett's hard drives run over with a steamroller. Oh my god! Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I did great. not know that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, that is so cool. Yep. Yeah, because he was terrified of. I mean, Harper Lee's not even dead, right? But like somebody taking advantage of things that he left behind. Yeah, and definitely. Banking oh, on like, it. Uh, like the like the guy who wrote uh, the Dragon Tattoo. Steve Larson uh, books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because the dead? last well the one that they just made a movie out of just recently with Claire Foy that was the book that was assembled from his notes. Oh jeez. Is Stieg Larson dead? Yeah. Oh man, know. I didn't know that either. Huh. But yeah. So uh, and then uh let's see, uh another famous instance of that is Douglas Adams. Yeah. yeah Douglas uh, mostly Adams. Harmless Big was time. written from the notes they collected from his office. Yeah. Mm. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I hate that nonsense. Yeah, but you know what you know who you blame? The family. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh uh, I pulled something up on uh, on some streaming app called Tubi that I wanted to watch again in preparation for this Warren Ellis project I'm working on. What is a Tubi? Uh, re- yeah, I don't know. I, I found it. I had to Google where to find it, but I was I wanted to rewatch GI Joe Resolute. Oh yeah, man, GI Joe Resolute ruled. It was so yeah. cool. Yeah. And my only problem I know, with I was it was to figure we out where didn't to get stream enough. It. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think but, it's available uh, to stream anywhere. No. Yeah. It is, yeah, on Tubi. Oh, okay. Well, whatever on the Tubi. hell Tubi is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I downloaded it on my Amazon Fire, and I've been watching it, and nice. it's a bunch of free shit. So it's actually not a bad app. Huh. All right, yeah, I'll look but into yeah. that. Okay, I'll check it but out. But Resolute is so good. If you if you haven't, I mean, I'm assuming you've both seen it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. I love to tell this story. Yeah. When we first heard about GI Joe Resolute, it was years ago. We were both still at Krypton, right? Mm-hmm. And were we at Krypton or were we at Legend? What year did it come out? I think we were a legend. It would have been after. We that. may have been at legend. Yeah, we legend. I think it was like twenty. Yeah, twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were, yeah. We were at legend then. Yeah. Um, and w- we knew it was coming. And at San Diego Comic Con, there was a panel where they showed like the two minute trailer, oh. where um, Roadblock and Duke are under attack, and Snake Eyes saves them. Like flips in. Yeah, <laughs> and all we yeah. had, all we had, was this shaky cell phone footage. You know, so it was all like wobbly, wobbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, Snake Eyes saves the day, and Roblox says, I didn't know we had a ninja. And then in big block letters, it says, Now you know. And the crowd exploded. Yeah, like, literally, like the guy that was holding the camera, just hands went yeah, up in the air. Like, I think he threw his phone, he threw his phone at the screen. Like, and that was like the one thing I was like, Oh. We need to watch this right now. Yeah. <laughs> My only problem with it was there wasn't enough. Yeah, it was, it was too short. Altogether, only about an hour. Yeah. yeah. Pissed yeah. me off. Yeah. I'd love for and him to do more. I would, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, that was like, I guess it kind of goes into my answer of the week because, I mean, I had heard this new G.I. Joe cartoon was out and I saw it and it was really cool. And then I found out it was Warren Ellis. Okay. And I was like, that counts. Oh. <laughs> that totally counts. Yeah, Strangely absolutely. enough, yeah. my answer to this question is also G.I. Joe related, but in a very roundabout way. All right, great. <laughs> well, that'll be good. Wow. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> but Matt, I wanted to thank you for your amazing production work on my segment. Hey, not a problem. Wasn't even hard. You had better audio for me this time. I don't mind. Give me good audio. <laughs> I'll take care of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, yeah, being able to use an audio recorder that doesn't have a bunch of effects on it, I can just make a good MP3 yes. is a big Clean audio. Big That's the important part. Give me clean audio, and I can make you sound big, tall, fat, skinny, you know, whatever yeah. you need. No problem. Like a yeah, hall I'm of using, mirrors. I'm, yeah. using high, I'm, I'm using high Q right now. Okay. So. It gets the job done. It's just, it's just good and basic. J.D.? Thank you very much for your call. We're getting blown up here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to scoot you aside, brother, but we will talk to you soon. See you, pal. Have fun. Have a good one. Later. Okay. Uh, Thomas Branch posted a question in the Facebook chat. Where'd it go? Oh, I'm sorry. Tony Mathis. It was Tony. Yeah, sorry. It was Tony our Mathis. buddy Tony Mathis. What do you think about Crisis on Infinite Earths next fall? I'm assuming that is CW. CW garbage. It's not garbage. It's great. A lot of it is garbage. No, none only, of it is garbage. Only some of it is great. None of it's garbage. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Thank you for interrupting our fight. We were fighting. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Hi, Brian. How are you? What are you? What are you guys fighting about? We're fighting about the CW DC Crisis shows. on Infinite Earths. They're doing Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, next fall, apparently. Uh-huh. And, and okay, look, I like the Flash a lot. I love Black Lightning a lot, but I don't think Black Lightning's in the same universe. No, he's pretty separate. Which is so stupid. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. And Arrow is gone, so this is going to run through. Supergirl. It'll be Arrow. Arrow's coming back for a short season, ten episodes. Oh, I thought Arrow was done. So it'll be Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Batwoman. And Batwoman. Oh, that's right. Batwoman, Batwoman comes out this fall. How come Black Lightning can't be there? He's not in the. They have not brought him into the universe yet. Maybe this is how they get him there. Maybe it is. Uh, Brian, what do you think about the CW shows? Do you watch them? Um, I watch about half of them. Um, I I haven't seen a second of Black Lightning, but I agree that like I don't. Why is he segregated? Right, that doesn't really sound. It's, it, I, like, it looks I mean, bad with the. Bad, it's the, a bad look, right? Yeah, the black guy um, show. Well, I is guess not I didn't allowed. think of it that yeah, way. <laughs> like, oh hey, no, he's just in his own little black guy. He's show. separate but equal. It's a separate but equal black guy show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know what? You know, we need uh, civil rights for Black Lightning. Yeah. So it's about time. Stupid. I mean, um, they name dropped Supergirl in one of the earlier episodes, so I just assumed that he's like way off in a different town. They don't even know he exists. Yeah, that's my head. In uh, my head. All right. You did that, though. They said, no, it's not connected. They have said that. Well, I don't know if they've explicitly stated that Berlanti it's in a separate universe. I came out and said that crap. Anyway, regardless. What do you want to wrap um, about today, Brian? Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. So I like, I mean, I'm glad Arrow is ending because it is just i don't get the point of it anymore um and they were like felicity's leaving early and i said thank god and they're like she's Ugh. coming back for the final season i was like who why? likes her why, 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 why? who felicity likes felicity the internet. the internet do they really yes yes god, they do I, I can't i don't i don't get it I, like she's got that like whimpering like <laughs> like, like we get it you're upset that your husband is always does what he wants to do and you don't like what he does so Ugh. um this sounds like a great relationship yeah <laughs> um and um flash is fine um 
I think if it was like a tight 15 episodes, it would be yeah. terrific. This season was but not my it, favorite, but I thought the season finale was pretty great. I'm not caught up. So I got to yeah, not it, watch this season. It has, I mean, the cicada stuff was so drawn out and so long. Uh, and like, it seemed like it was over. And then they. And Chris Klein. Chris Klein. End. You might be thinking to yourself, Chris Klein is not a very good actor. Omaha, Nebraska's Chris Klein? Yes. Let me tell you that the Chris Klein that you get on The Flash is so much worse than you could have imagined. Oh, really? <laughs> he's like he's like caveman lawyer bad. Like oh, that yeah. kind of like stunted, <laughs> yeah. like mumbly. He's like I love oh, that I reference. Don't like the I don't like the Flash. I'm gonna it's, kill it's like a, you, it's Flash. Like it's like vaguely Solomon Grundy. It's really it's terrible. bad news, um, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. But um, so to I don't think I have a question, an answer to the question of the week because I don't, um, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. But last week I was so sucked into the the Tom King stuff that I forgot to um, <laughs> be so right. excited about Wildcast okay. coming back. Yes, very uh, excited with Warren Ellis and um, I think Ramon is one of like the best new artists from the last like ten years. I and agree, absolutely. Without question, and I, keeps getting I can't better wait to see somehow. What yeah, and I can't to wait to see what like how he like levels up after working with Warren Ellis because that usually happens, and um, he's just going to be like even closer to Frank Quitely than he already is. Yeah, definitely, he should be a star. He should be a big star. He did a uh, he did a variant cover to something coming out next week. I can't remember what it is, but it was just freaking fantastic. Yeah, he did a series of Marvel variant covers for a while there, and there was a Daredevil one that he did with Daredevil in the yellow costume. Oh yeah, and like he was like had all these like strappy straps all over him, and he was beat up and sweaty, and it's like, oh man, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what's going to come from more of this. Cause I, I know that like the readers, who, like, I don't know how many people are reading the book, like 10,000 people reading the wild storm, but it's not selling um, great. Honestly, it's but, not doing great. I mean, it was, it was 24 issues from the, the drop. So, right. You know, this is the story he was telling, but I feel like just continuing it to continue it is, I mean, I love it, but it's also, it's, it's not the, it's still not the wild storm in my heart. Fair enough. But it's like a, it's like a good cover version of like, all right, I'll take it. I, I, you know, will, like it I doesn't... will agree, but I'm going to say I love it. I truly love it because we can't, you can never go home. Right. And it's very difficult to take something that was so purely nineties, early two thousands in what it was and modernize it while holding on to that feeling. And I think Ellis has done about the best job that you could possibly do doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's go ahead. I, I totally get what Brian's saying though. You know, it's like, I love the new warriors, right? But they came from a very specific time and place. Yes. And every time they've gone back to the well and tried to revive them, it's been a little bit of a disappointment. Right. Well, Cause it's never going to live up to what I want. And I totally understand that. It's feeling. also a dumb concept that just shut doesn't up. exist anymore. You shut up. So, yeah, from a dumb time. You shut up. When comics were dumb. <laughs> You're dumb. It, it was a time of everyone in um, skateboarding equipment, you know, helmets there was and totally. knee pads. A lot of skateboards, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like um, Stan Lee was like, we need more radical yeah. heroes. <laughs> uh, so the cover I was talking about, uh, Ramon does a variant cover to Young Justice number six due out this week. Oh. Uh, it's glorious. It's really great. Neato. Uh, Posted yeah. in the chat. Posted in the chat. Posted in the chat. I don't know if I can. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just grab it. Just grab the URL and post it in the chat, Grandpa. Well, I'm not. I'm looking at something else. But yes. Good lord. All right. I'll post it in the chat. My God. I'm sorry, folks. Ugh. <laughs> Brian, we've got somebody blowing us up, so I am going to let you go here. Thank you for your call. Yeah, have a good weekend, guys. It's always you good too, to talk to you. The phone line is open. There was somebody 203, and they were fighting to get in here. Fighting hard. Fighting hard. Uh, Jason Sachs, is that you? He joined recently. Uh, David Robbins says, Black Lightning is mostly separate because it films in Atlanta, and the rest film in Vancouver. Oh. Hmm. Well, uh, everybody's pulling out of Georgia. Yeah, not for long. There's stupid abortion laws, so <laughs> way to go, Georgia. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hey, what's up? It's Ketnerd. Ketnerd. Hey, all right. You made it on time. I, I made it on time. Nice. Um, I'm calling from the floor of the Chicago Alternative Comics Expo. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Ape, so. Better known as Ape. <laughs> cake. It's called Cake. Oh, what Cake. Oh, uh, the alternative. I'm enjoying some cake. The alternative press expo was ape. My yes, bad. Right. Sorry. Okay. The, yeah, that's the alternative press expo. I'm yeah. not so good with letters and numbers. You know how that goes. So what's oh, going yeah, on no, there? It's, it's, Give us a full report. Uh, it's pretty wild. It just it just started. So you know, I've just you know, people are just filtering in and doing their first you know sort of wide eyed convention protocol yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. I love they, that. Where they don't want to get lured in by the tractor beams of, of all the all of us lonely artists behind the table. <laughs> um, but it's a it's a cool but it's a cool scene. So I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Who's there? Guest wise. Um, um I mean like a bunch of a bunch of folks. I mean it's all like alternative like indie comics folks, but uh uh like the suburbia like i'm just trying to think of like my my friends and stuff that are here and of course my mind is going blank i, I think our our buddy right tim now. mayer is there i think just don't lie you don't have any friends jim it's just us right we're your uh, only it's, friends it's true I'm, i mean that's why i'm a cartoonist right you know? yeah uh we're 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 we, we, we it's we have a lonely lot in life yeah artists don't uh, have friends they have drinking buddies that's how that works <laughs> And then I'm I'm shit out of luck because I'm straight edge. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it wrong, uh, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, pretty much. What are you guys talking about? We were just talking about uh, the CW shows. We were talking about Robert Pattinson as Batman. We were talking about are we excited for Dark Phoenix? Because as of now, I feel nothing. I feel I, I, nothing. I could I could care less about that. Right? That's, that's like a non. I'm not even going to go. I don't uh, even. There's no way. I don't even think it's a very effective trailer. Honestly, no, the trailers aren't great. No, it just looks. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even seen it. Uh, I'm just like I'm just spying my table to see if anyone's actually looking to buy something. I've got some people peeking, but no one's no one's really buying anything yet. Uh, uh, but what you call it? The um, yeah, no, I'm fine with Pattinson and Batman. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about uh, uh, yeah, this other bat, the this uh Tom King stuff because I feel like that's the the hot topic on THN lately yes. is uh is all the the Tom King stuff. How do you feel? You know. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm still behind him as a writer, and I like his runs overall. Yeah. But I do feel like uh, I mean, I think his Batman stuff is uneven, and I totally like. I was I, I really enjoyed your guys' conversation with Domingos last week. You know, like in terms of like the mixed bag. I don't. I'm not as hard on it as I think some of you guys are, but I do think that there's pacing. There's definitely pacing issues. I definitely feel like this whole dream storyline went on too long oh yeah that was um, way but too also long. i feel like i'm a little i feel like i'm a, i haven't read the conclusion but i think also, i'm a little bit more forgiving of this whole uh oh what's the uh heroes in crisis storyline really uh yeah 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 yeah. i mean like i don't know if this is such a, a hot take because like i totally get what 
people, you know, all the problems with it. And that little nugget of information you guys dropped that it was the DO that decided which characters it was going to be about. That blows my so mind. so wild to me. That yeah. blows my that, mind. That, that really blows my mind. But I did, I thought that the part, it's almost like the moments, you know, almost like the way that you were talking about Mr. Miracle as more of a character study. I really liked some of the quiet moments when they, when they, like the, the whole sequence with the caveman guy. I loved that. They, I know, thought that was spend, fantastic. They spend like longer, longer sequences about these characters and like, sort of peeking into the trauma of these heroes that we don't yeah. think about or, or look at. Like I thought that that stuff was really good and handled really well. And I like the idea of using Wally as an example because of that weird, it's almost like my problems with when I brought, brought up talking about Infinity War, right? Like, oh yeah, this crazy universe changing thing happened, but we don't think about how it affects normal people. No, that's true. And then Wally is our example of like, oh, like, yeah, his like family got erased. That would fuck a dude up. No, so, and it totally I like would. Um, I just don't buy that it would turn him to murder. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. And, I and I'm and I'm <laughs> I'm with you there. And it, and it also is sad that a book that and I don't know. This is this, this is what I'm wondering if this was the point is that if the book is about these mental health issues, but much like in real life, as in these with these superheroes, the only time people pay attention to that trauma is when there's a school shooting no, or that, something like that. I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. And, and then that is, and then that is the example of like, Oh, it's a wake up call to the other superheroes that this is something that needs to be dealt with because one of like one of our kids, basically one of our sidekicks had a breakdown. Right. And I don't wish it played out that way, especially for Wally as a Wally fan. But I was wondering if that was the intention of why it went down that way. I think so. Um, I think the intentions were good. I think the story started very strong, but he wrote himself into a place that they literally just punched themselves out of in the last issue. And yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, I, I see that. It just, it, they didn't stick the landing at all. And again, like yeah. I said, I don't want to see Wally as a murderer. I think that's dumb for that character. Well, and the thing is, is that if they had left it at Wally had a breakdown and it was an accident. Yes. That's different. Right. That's different. Right. What happened after is the problem. Yes. Where it's like, he decided to expose everybody and frame people for murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Well, now we have a problem. Right. <laughs> so, like, Heroes in yeah. Crisis, I agree had good moments and i think maybe i agree that the intent was good but i don't think it was a story about examining mental health issues i think it was a story about how mental health issues cause these problems i see yeah. i don't i don't totally agree with that and i can see like yeah when a superhero has a mental health issue that's super dangerous i mean that's crazy right. dangerous it's not like and not to take anything away from a but school shooting but that's not really a good Look, it's not to good say look. that people with mental health issues are dangerous well, in no. the year of our Lord 2019. But what I'm saying is we do have a lot of people it, with it, mental health ignored. issues that pick up a gun and you go know, to like, a school, and that is terrifying. Yeah. Now imagine you have superpowers. Imagine you are the gun, you know? Right. Yeah, That's I, even scarier. I, 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 think it's, I think it should be about the danger of if those issues are ignored for anyone, they can be disastrous. But right. I wish it wasn't. I sort of wish it was more of a character study the way that Mr. Miracle was because I feel right. like that was all the stuff that was good in the comic kind of came from that. And even from characters like, you know, Booster Harley examining, right. You know, and they're second guessing themselves. I and really, I, and I really liked the Booster I, I Harley that. stuff. I thought that was like some of the best written Harley Quinn, honestly, 
that I've ever read. I don't even care about that character. I just think that he lost the plot. He lost the plot. I, and I think that yeah. the focus became about the characters trying to solve the mystery. He than, lost the plot. Yeah. Then doing what they and set out so to do, which was I, examine I totally, the I mental totally health of on, yeah. on all that. Yeah, um, so before I go, because I should get back to my table real fast, but uh, but then the thing that I'm really stoked about Tom King is that he's co-writing New Gods with Ava DuVernay. We talked about that, that briefly is, on the show, and that is just... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty that great is, that they're bringing in... They gotta writer. go full weird. They gotta go full weird on it. Just, like, pull no punches, it, say, here it comes. I It's gonna be... That, that has me the most encouraged about a DC movie since they started this wave of DC movies. No, There's I, nothing... I agree. There's nothing that I'm more excited for in terms of DC on the big screen than I was even stoked with Ava DuVernay doing new gods. Like, cause it, I just, the idea of like it's a, a, yeah. a filmmaker who can bring it like in a unique voice to it, all of the source material being that crazy and that sort of big to make like a modern myth. Yeah. It's and then gonna you be, have Tom King who has had the be best totally bizarre. characters in a generation. I think that that's going to be cool as hell. It's a ballsy choice too. And I'm glad that they're, they're making ballsy choices like that. But I also think they made that choice after Marvel said, we're going to do the Eternals. They went, oh, yeah, Ooh, we're going to do the New Gods. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, think it, totally. was an, I yeah. think it was an Armageddon deep impact situation. Yeah, totally. All right, get back to your table. We got somebody blowing us up hey, here. Well. Hey, Jimmy. Good love luck you, this buddy. weekend. Yeah, sell some stuff, will you? Have a good one. Make some money for crying out loud. God, what a bum. Uh, the phone lines are open. <laughs> uh, he... The uh, he brings up a good point about Ava, du Ava DuVernay. I don't know why I can't say her name. I don't either. But she is a really interesting choice for that, and I am excited. The more I think about it, the more excited I am. Yeah. And and DC is in a unique place, whereas Marvel is keeping everything very tied in. They have to. That's been their bread and butter. DC is in a unique place where they can kind of just make whatever they want, and it doesn't have to be bogged down by any larger universe stuff, which is good and bad. Right. I mean, it's not what we wanted, but I think it's the smart decision at this point to just make movies. I don't think they have a choice. That stand on their own. And yeah. if they cross over, they cross over. But there's none of this like uh, MCU style world building. And that's fine because they didn't devote the time to it. They were trying to play catch up. It didn't work. Yeah. And we got a string of pretty terrible movies. Yeah. And then now we're getting now that they're standalone, we're getting some pretty, pretty decent movies. Yeah, they are. They are course correcting i'm yeah. not gonna say they have correct ed uh anno Sionis, uh says that he thinks new gods was announced before eternal so suck it i don't know if there's any way to prove that <laughs> like even if you google it i don't know <laughs> like, i think you're gonna find like people just fighting about that uh sub nate aguilar patrick kavanaugh is watching it's his birthday today happy birthday patrick he bought a skateboard because he's going through a midlife crisis hey whatever i mean the kid's only 21 <laughs> come on <laughs> Uh, so the question was from our buddy Tony, what do we think of Crisis on Infinite Earths next fall? Tony, I can't wait. I can't wait. I think they'll have fun with it. So when the, the crossovers are always the best part of that season. And when the end of uh, the last one, what was the last one? I don't know. I don't even I remember. The end of the last crossover where it said coming this fall, Crisis on Infinite Earths, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was gonna. I thought my heart was gonna explode. Is it Crisis on Infinite Earths without Superman? Superman's there. You, how, how far behind are you? Behind. Oh yeah, Superman's there. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. They introduced him. They introduced Batwoman in the last crossover but too. No Batman. We're not gonna have any Batman. Batman is gone. He's disappeared. Nobody knows where he is. That's why Batwoman is around. 
<laughs> like DC. Oh, Batman, it's, he's uh, gone. <laughs> yeah, no, like he vanished. That's the story. So that's what they're doing with Batwoman. That's a setup. Batman's gone. Somebody has to. Like Batman, Batman disappeared from Gotham like X years ago, three years ago. Okay. And the city has just gone down the toilet. So Batwoman. So Batwoman, Kate Kane steps up and becomes Batwoman. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good setup. Yeah. I like that. I do too. And, uh, she was great in it in the last crossover. I'm very excited for the new show. Yeah, I think it looks good. I definitely do. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Harvey Locust here. Harv, how are you, my man? Oh, not too bad. Just getting up, having some coffee. All right, that's good. Turn you guys on. That's good. You're trying to turn us on, uh, is that what you said? Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just turned you guys on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man, you're <laughs> you know, turning me on. Hey, Ooh, Harvey. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean. What do you want to rap about, you pervert? Jesus. So, can I take a minute to bitch about something? Of course. Definitely. There, there is only one Marvel movie that I haven't seen yet. Okay. And that is uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. So, what is this BS about them coming out with digital two weeks before they come out with a DVD. They did the same Blu-ray. thing. They did the same thing with Spider-Verse. I think that's their new thing now. Yeah. It's they ex- put it out on digital platforms before they release it on DVD. And it's an experiment to see because DVD sales are going down. That's, I mean, that's just how it is. People are streaming movies. DVD sales are going down. So they're trying to get in on that by doing a digital release first to make that ideally make some of that DVD money that they are losing out on in DVD sales. And then they'll release it to the nerds that still want a physical copy of stuff. But physical media, sales are just gone. They're going away. Like, I mean, even, down, of, even this, downloadable this is media. Forcing that. Everybody is streaming. That's just how it works now. Apple is killing the iTunes store because nobody is buying music anymore. Everybody's streaming. You know, I mean, it's yeah. stupid. I'm with you. I think it's stupid, but it just might work. You know, I mean, this is killing me because now I have to wait another two weeks, even though it's out on digital now. Yeah, I have to wait another two weeks before I'll even get to see the freaking thing because they just, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying they're this this is forcing that kill to me. I mean, this is forcing that push into digital. Yeah, I think- and I just keep, I I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Hard. I don't have the capability of doing it. You know, I don't have. They're uh, trying to drag you kicking and streaming into, pardon me, kicking and screaming right? into the future is what they're doing. They're saying, God damn it, Harv, get with the program. <laughs> right. right. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I don't know why they do it. Like, it, there's, I understand the idea that there's like a dwindling DVD audience, but it costs them nothing to release them both on the same day. The audience exactly. is going to be the audience no matter what. No, I agree. But w- there's what- nobody that's going to be like, oh, well, I was going to get it on digital, but now it's on DVD. I'm going to get that instead. Well, but what they're doing is trying to force people like Harvey. They're trying to force their hands. That is the plan. Push. Yeah. Them, you know, they're like upgrade your monitor. So you have the ability to watch this stuff streaming because that's where I'm at right now. I don't have the monitor for it. Dear God, Harvey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> good God, man. I'm what on the old school blue, uh, you know, the blue connector monitor connectors. Oh yeah. That's God. what I'm still working with here. I didn't even know that stuff still worked. I thought something happened <laughs> and the earth like shut it all down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What is that, a VGA yeah, connection? You know, my, is that right? VGA? And I'm still on a PlayStation 3, so, 
yeah, a VGA monitor. Yeah. Oh my God, Harvey. <laughs> Patrick says it depends on how you look at it. DVD isn't coming out late. Digital is coming out early. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> I suppose that's true. What else did you want to uh, bitch about today, Harv, or rap about? Better yet. Um, you know, I've been I've been trying and trying and trying to come up with an answer with this question of the week. It's hard. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Tough one. It is a tough one. I did I did start watching uh Lucifer. Oh really? Oh. The new season Lucifer is on 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 Netflix now. I need to watch that. It, yeah. I, like I know that we didn't like it at first because we couldn't separate ourselves from the source material. I don't care. But I've heard that it's a really good show. I've heard the writing is improved and people like that actor and that's fine. Call yeah. it something else. Just fucking call it something else. You I just got to let it go, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God. For the same reason that you got to let go that the Flash is not exactly the same as the Flash comics. And I'm the Arrow o- is not the same as the Arrow. But I'm okay with the Flash show because it's close enough and it pays attention to the stuff. This Lucifer shit, it's just another police procedural. We're like, we got to bring in this guy that's not a yeah, cop. Yeah, but like, Massacine's there. And I think the nightclub is there. Uh, yeah. You a big baby. And and Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., how they decided to deal with uh, the snapping. Is now that they, when when they did their tri- time travel thing, now they're in a different universe. Oh shit! Is that what they did? They got farted into a different <laughs> universe. Oh man! All right. And that's why they're ignoring. Is that it? what they revealed last night? I I didn't watch. I haven't watched last night's, but the one before it, there, there's a, there's like a kind of like a, a a time hunter guy from you know what's the DC show called Legends. Uh-huh. They're, they're kind of doing that yeah, where yeah. there's like a guy who's like the evil chasing the after evil them or whatever. Good God. So the writers are just like, Look, oh shit, oh shit, yeah. oh shit. I'm <laughs> 100% on board with that theory. <laughs> like they tried, they tried to time travel. They couldn't make it back home. They're in a different universe where it didn't happen. I'm good. I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. What? Totally fine. Because the, listen, we have to let go of the idea that Marvel Studios is ever ever going to acknowledge marvel tv no I they don't. don't care i don't know right. why i but i know you're right and so if that's what the shield show has to do to say yeah we get it then i'm fine with it fine just explain it don't ignore it just explain it Harv, we're getting blown up here right. so i'm gonna say right, good, say goodbye but thank you for your call always good to talk to you brother finish your coffee all right have Wake a good up. one you too harv zach hollowell is desperately trying to get in so i have freed up the phone lines but there's you know you're gonna still gonna have to fight uh the previous cw Crossover was Elseworlds, and it was so good. What they Elseworlds? Yes, there was a lot of did they dimension dro- hopping. Did they drop the name Elseworlds? Well, that was the title. It was the official title. Like nobody actually said the word Elseworlds oh, okay. in the show. Um, but yeah, because like Batwoman's on a different universe. Nobody no. looked straight into the camera and was like, "I guess we're lost in the Elseworlds." <laughs> Supergirl and Superman are in a different universe than the Flash and Arrow, and I think either Batwoman was on a third universe or she is in the Arrowverse, where there's no Batman. I can't recall. Huh? But yeah, didn't she get farted into the regular universe though? No. Oh, I thought she did. Mm-mm. Oh, really? So really? they just crossed over. They crossed over, yeah. But she went. She's. St- oh, okay. She goes home. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm behind. I gotta catch up. Yeah. I thought she was still in, or now in. Supergirl is on. Supergirl is from a different Earth this than the Flash. Breaking my goddamn brain. Yeah. All right. Let's get to these voicemails. All right. I thought that call was trying to call. He was trying to call, but I think he may have left a message. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't have that number. All right. Somebody left a message here. It was so. Jason. 
Oh, Jason left. He a tried to here. call, but he couldn't get. Oh wait, Zach did leave a message. Okay. Or somebody from four hundred two did. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's get a, let's get into our voicemails. Then. All right. So okay. our first voicemail comes from. Are you starring stuff in real time? I just starred the new one that just okay, came in. Yeah. Just updated and it freaked me out. All right. Uh, so our first one comes from Cat Nerd, but we talked to him today. Yeah. Screw that. So guy. let's just uh, screw that guy. Sorry. Uh, Mark Tarrington, Monday. That's the next one. Okay. Check him with Ball. See how he's doing. First, let me do this real quick. Sorry. It's exciting radio. I know, folks. But I like I am producing on the fly. So you know how that goes. He's got a real high opinion of himself. Yeah. Well, I'm an engineer. Shut up. Yeah. Engineering. It's super exciting. Man, I want to fuck that. Hello. This is Ball from Earth 27 calling on behalf of Mark. As a Earth Incorporated has been targeted for takeover by a rival firm, Nyarlathotep. <laughs> Commandos from the Nyarlathotep mergers and acquisitions unit have infiltrated the institute, and we are having to defend the laboratory. <laughs> Just a moment. <laughs> this is annoying as it is interrupting laboratory operations, and more importantly, my rewatch of Friends. <laughs> My favorite episode is the one where Monaco becomes the earthly avatar of the god king Marduk and raises a giant ziggurat over Central Perk. Mark's new form was temporarily useful when a lone enemy commando entered the laboratory earlier. Mark's five-section face opened and he instinctively swallowed him. He then went into hibernation. Honestly, biological creatures are hopeless. Ethernet traffic indicates that previously deactivated security systems are being brought online. This may be interesting. As a Thoth Incorporated Security AI Online. Hello, this is Aegis. Could all as a Thoth Incorporated staff members leave security zone F19 now? Countermeasures will be deployed in zone F19 in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Deploying countermeasures. Zapping my brain! Oh my god! Zone F19 clear. I like countermeasures. <laughs> I like I think I am experiencing an AI crush. Goodbye. I like that we get a little adventure what? every week. <laughs> what it, was that about? Uh, what, what was that call about? He was being attacked by Nyarlathep's uh, corporation that was trying to take over uh, their laboratory. Uh, yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would watch Friends in that world. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to John Literal. Yes. We like I fucking forced this dude to call. Like literally, like. Hey Joe. Hey Matt. It. Hey everybody else. Uh, I'm going to try and make this real quick, but I'm answering Carl's question. For years, especially uh, my early teenage uh, through, I guess, late teenage years, uh, I played a lot of Palladium's uh, RPG books. They had things like Heroes Unlimited, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. was there. They also did a book called Riffs. And while all the books had great art on them, I mean, they had Kevin Eastman doing a lot of the art for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle book. That's why I bought it. Jim Stranko on the cover art for uh, Heroes Unlimited. Bunch of other artists on really all the series. Some fantastic ones on uh, Nightspawn that later turned to Nightbane. But Rifts was probably the one that I remember most vividly for some of the artwork and really loving. 
And it was it was weird. I I used to have this podcast uh, back in the day. Real terrible. Don't ever go try and track it down because <laughs> you can't. Uh, we were raving about uh, Taylor Sand uh, with Ro- Ramon K. Perez in it. And I someone contacts us. I think it might have been Chris Mounts or someone else. I'm going to feel terrible not remembering this. But they were like, hey, you dummies. That guy used to work at Planning Books and, in fact, put out you know their comic series through Rifter. And then it was later connected. Sorry, collected. They even went so far as to uh, send us in the books. And now I feel like a real jackhole for not knowing who that was. But that collected edition was known as Machinations of Doom. Uh, it's, it was it was a pretty good, fun read. And it reminded me a lot of the artwork that uh, he was just fantastic at displaying. Um, I know he did things for uh, Spirit West. I think he did something for their Mercenaries books. Probably most of the Rifters that came out. I'm sure he's scattered all throughout the books. I should dig out a lot of mine and kind of re-go through that again one of these days, and maybe this will inspire me to do it. But yeah, uh, Ramon K. Perez, he invaded my gaming habit uh, when I was a you know teenager and huh. later when I was reading more comics by him. I had no idea Neither Ramon did I. Perez came out of Palladium and Rift. That's awesome. Yeah, we did Tale of Sand on the show. We loved it. Yeah. I mean, I guess everybody comes from somewhere, but yeah. I had no I was right there. Like I played Palladium games and Rifts. And I man, I didn't even know Storenko worked there. Oh, well, I mean he just did the cover. Oh, I know, he but still, like I never I feel like I should have known that. Man, you want to have a long conversation about Rifts, you need to hit up occasional guest host Dave DeMarco. Oh yeah. <laughs> that dude loved Rifts. Loved him some friggin' Rifts. Rifts was great though. The TMNT like role playing game kicked ass. Rifts though, that Rifts was more of like a high fantasy merge of sci-fi fantasy. Well, Rifts could be whatever you superhero. want. Superhero. It was just like yeah. a, it was a skeleton that they built stuff on yeah. basically. But man, it was great. I loved that. Good answer, John. Thanks yeah. for thanks for sending in the message. Deep dive there. That was a great answer. All right, Jason Sachs. What are we doing here? Closing this. There we go. Sorry. Go, Jason. Go. Hey, guys. It's Jason Sachs. Hoping to catch you this week. Because next week I have a 5K following a comic in it. Oh, brother. Uh, I was hoping to chat with you guys. But whatever. I uh, just got done watching uh, episode two of Chernobyl, which just put me in a super fucking dark state of mind anyway so good. uh made me want to think about uh happier shows like wb shows um i love the supergirl finale and i actually kind of love the uh wb shows uh, the supergirl CW finale was shows, excellent excuse me uh talk about being freaking behind the times um i thought arrow finished fantastic and supergirl oh my god supergirl the lex Luthor storyline was just amazing <laughs> it really uh, was. i can't wait for crisis on earth i think it's going to be super fun i think it's going to make arrow um, so much of a better show than it ever has been in the past. And I just think it's going to be really fun to see how Batgirl integrates with everything. In terms of Black Lightning, it's, uh, as someone said in the chat, uh, first of all, Black Lightning is filmed in Atlanta. All the other shows are filmed in Vancouver. But secondly, um, they made the point of Black Lightning being its own thing, being its own universe and being its own separate thing. Yeah, the separate but equal thing is a little annoying, but I think it kind of makes sense in this context because I think it's important for them to have this world that's very separate from everything else. Thematically, it absolutely makes sense. Anyway, uh, I'm off to do something else today. Hope Ketner does well at his convention. See you guys later. Thanks, Jason. Jason, we love you. It's always good to talk to you, brother. Uh, Running that many 5Ks can't be healthy. Just can't be. He's doing fine. He's healthy as hell, man. That guy's mm-hmm. healthy as a damn horse. Uh, the Supergirl finale was probably the best of all the finales this and what, year. And what did we do in the Supergirl finale? Uh, Don't spoil it, but I mean, like, you know, spoiler free, why'd you love it? 
God. You like tweeted about how kick ass Lex Luthor's monologue was. <laughs> Not his monologue. It, look, John Cryer, Ducky. <laughs> like, let's call his real name. Ducky. The, one of the two. One of the two point five men from Two and a Half Men. Right. Uh, did an amazing job as Lex Luthor. Phenomenal. Better than I ever would have guessed. Um, I mean, the guy is, a, he is a talented actor. He was, is he though? Yes, he is. How did we know that based he, on the evidence we had up until now? He was making his money on two and a half sure, men. Sure, he was making sure, his money. The yeah, show yeah. was terrible, but I mean. Uh, it was the culmination of this long brewing plot where um, America is uh, being pushed towards this anti-alien agenda. It's basically like. It's such a corollary for what we have going on now where it's like the government is infiltrated by Nazis. Right. Uh, and it's it's sort of a parallel to what we're dealing with in America right now where uh, like marginalized types are being persecuted in the streets with impunity, brazen, brazen openness. Right. And that's what they were doing on Supergirl with this anti-alien militia. And then the dude that ran the anti-alien militia, militia ended up becoming like, Secretary of Defense or something crazy. Well, yeah, not uh, far off from where we are right now. Yeah, and uh, our Secretary of uh, of uh, Meta Human Affairs, something made up. But yeah, it was so well done. It was so well done. Okay, uh, it's a great show. Supergirl is very good. Okay, last voicemail. Oh, what am I doing? I screwed that up. Sorry. Here we go. Dudes, it's Toots. Oh, I'm calling with two answers. Last week's question, I made the call, but it was my kid's birthday party. I was busy as crap. <laughs> and then this kids. week. So last week, I can't believe nobody said Blade of the Immortal. That book yeah. is an amazing epic story. Yes. And not oh, only that, the... Yeah. the artwork is in- incredible. It's probably one of the most like artistic art it's beautiful yeah. in a comic book i've ever seen i mean it's, every page is just old school manga art yeah masterfully done that uh, pencil work that that just a gorgeous book that's my pick sorry black sad fans <laughs> uh oh so for this week hey there's only one answer well i, I probably have a hundred answers but there's only one that came to my head really quickly and that is the connection between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Daredevil. How the ooze that blinded Matt Murdock. Oh, yeah. The ooze that made <laughs> turtles. When I found that out, yes. like my mind exploded. And I went back and I looked at the first issue of the turtles and I saw, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is. There's the, there he is pushing the old man out of the way. That's wow. Right. That's right. Come on. Same ooze. Pretty good. Fun. Same ooze. That is totally rad. You know what? I forgot about you that. You guys are fun too. Oh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Later, Bye, dudes. Buddy. Love you. I totally forgot about that. Ha! <laughs> uh, Hiroki Samura, the artist and writer of Blade of the Immortal, it is incredible, and it is arguably like one of the best martial arts mangas ever written. Absolutely incredible. Check that out. They're I'm all ne- in print. I've never read it. Oh, I'm it's sorry. Amazing, truly amazing book. But he's right. I totally forgot about that. Joe Patrick. Yeah. It's time to answer the question of the week. All right. I'm just double checking for any last minute. Get off your mails. dumb new phone. I'm doing my job, yeah. which is oh, checking please. for voicemails. Oh, please. Uh, all right. So 
Yeah, I thought when Carl asked this question and John was like, you got to put this as a question of the week, I was like, I don't know, man. It's kind of a hard one. But then I immediately thought of one. Um, when I was a kid, pretty young, uh, younger than 10, uh, my aunt gave me a little paperback book uh, based on Photon. And if you are not old like me, Photon was a knockoff of laser tag. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it was just like a, a total laser tag ripoff. Yeah. Um, but it had like a backstory. It was laser tag for poor kids. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and there was a series of novels where it's like they fleshed out the world of Photon. That like they explained what it actually is beyond the, the idea that it's a game. Right. Um, and they were just like, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it was uh, people from all over that would, um, that were chosen to be part of this group and they would like, teleport in times of crisis to the headquarters and they would inhabit these photon fighter bodies or whatever. Okay. Um, I might be glossing over like that avatar? Part of it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Yeah, okay. not really, but all right. Um and my aunt gave me this book, uh, and it was one of the photon novels, and it was about uh the photon people having to travel back in time to World War II. Okay. And uh, and for reasons, it doesn't matter. And the guy ends up meeting his grandfather uh, and learning a valuable lesson, blah, blah, blah. And I read that thing till the cover and pages started to f- uh, fall off. I, like, drew pictures on the blank pages inside of it. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. It wasn't until a few years later, like, I had already been reading comics, but it wasn't until a few years later when I was paying attention to, like, creators and stuff that I figured out that the writer of that novel that I loved so much at such a young age was Peter David. <laughs> what? Yeah. He was writing under a pseudonym, David Peters, but it was Peter David. No kidding. Yeah, and I was like, that blew my mind that I was such a fan of Peter David. His pseudonym was David Peters. I know. It's dumb. <laughs> You're not even trying. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a, a revelation. I was so thrilled to find that out. Okay. But yeah. That's awesome. So my answer, like I said, is loosely tied to uh, G.I. Joe, and we'll get there. There's a comedian writer named Eric Fensler, and Fensler did a bunch of work writing on Tim and Eric Awesome Show. He's done some stuff on Portlandia. He's coming up, and he's absolutely brilliant. He's also uh, has done some shorts. He's a really great follow on Twitter. I've been following him for a while, and he had a short called, uh, it was a video short called Huge Basketball Shorts that's absolutely hilarious, and you need to watch it. It's about a little kid that doesn't want to wear normal clothes. He just wants to wear huge basketball shorts, and I was like, man, Eric Fensler, he sure is smart and funny. I wish I could hang out with Tim and Eric. Those guys are brilliant. Well, he was just a guest on Office Hours with Tim Heidecker, which is a wonderful podcast that barely makes sense and it's really hard to follow because <laughs> there's a bunch of comedians that are doing it with him and they're all just doing drops the entire time of <laughs> all the like fart noises and people saying stupid shit eric fensler is the man behind fensler films who made the gi joe psas back what? in the day what body massage like well he, not those yes oh the fake ones he made the fake ones. Oh, so good that was him 
Yeah, and like he started talking, and like they were start talking about like all the people that did voices on him and shit like that, and they started doing the voices, and I just like stepped back. I was working, and I stepped back to my computer. I was like, oh my god! And then I had to take a break and watch all those old fake G.I. Joe PSAs that he did. That's so amazing. They are incredible. It's the same dude. I love it. And he's Bottom doing massage machine. Go! I, I am just so happy to hear that the creator of the fake G.I. Joe PSAs that were so wonderful is doing well for himself and now making money on this bullshit. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Yeah. Uh, so the the, volu- uh, the the novel I talked about was called For the Glory. It was the first installment in the Photon series. And yeah, David Peters, it says right here, a oh, pseudonym shit. of Peter David. That's why I ruled then. Yeah, I loved it. Peter I loved David's it. one of the best. We love that. Uh, so good. All right, set these kids up with a new question of the week. All right. All right. This week's question comes from, sorry, my script scrolled. This week's question was inspired by Guillermo Rodriguez on the THN Facebook fan page. Let's say you've budgeted just $20 per month okay. for new comics. Given the standard $3.99 cover price, which five titles make the cut for your profile? So we're not counting tax. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. And don't sweat like minis or events. Like we're gonna under- we're gonna time. understand that like people are gonna figure out a way to get those if they want them. Right. But what five ongoing books do you want? You have to get rid of everything else. Yeah. Only five. Can't miss them. In your pull. And pile. like an ongoing series of minis counts. So like BPRD, whatever, or sure, Beast sure. of Burden, something like that. But it's ha- happening now. It has to be currently being published. Nothing well, yeah. historical. Or I suppose if you say you're really looking forward to something that's been announced, that's fine too. No, I say let's go now. Let's go right now. Like you go to the comic shop. Part of budgeting is planning ahead, Matt. I get that. You go to the comic shop today. What are the five comics that are in your pull file? All right, whatever. Yeah, not cut. It's got to be happening. Whatever. All right, time for us to get out of here. Thank you to everybody that called and played along. That was a great show today. We literally had no plan, and you guys steered the entire ship. It was awesome. This is your show. We love sharing it with you. Uh, thank you to everybody that chats with us and checks us in the Facebook chat. It's great. Thomas Branch works very hard dropping a bunch of links in there for crap we're talking about. We appreciate that because, like I said, we're producing this on the fly. So this is your show. You're part of it. Call us. Patrick, Patrick, us. <laughs> Patrick, drop the link. Uh, check out my website, peterdavidfuckthatguy.com. He's still holding a grudge. Over Peter David accidentally smudging his copy of X Factor number one oh, when he <laughs> when he got it signed. <laughs> Mark Phillips in the chat says Photon and GoBots for life because Mark Phillips is a fellow poor kid. Yeah, just like Joe yeah, Patrick. Yeah, yep. I never had any Photon gear. I just had that one book. That's it. Grew up in the ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. What can you, know, you do? You know what? We weren't rich, but I didn't know no better. Yeah, that's cute. I was a rich kid. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I wasn't. <laughs> I was kind of a poor kid too. <laughs> I just stole everything I wanted, man. Yeah. All right. We're getting out of here. Uh, my man Macho is going to tell you how to get a hold of us next week and drop some hints for uh, the show that's coming next Wednesday. Thank you again. Everybody played along. This the two-headed nerd. Signing up. Thank you for enjoying this episode of Cover to Cover. I am Macho, the THN AI, here to remind you to leave your voicemail at 402 Eight one nine four eight nine four, or you may send an MP3 email message to Joe and Matt at twoheadednerd at gmail.com. This is Macho thanking you 
for your continued patronage and download. This week, loyal Patreon fans will be rewarded with the June Previews After Dark, which is Joe and Matt doing what they did on Drunk Previews, but apparently it's sexy. 